The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road Although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your home Good morning Hamilton, this is Rob Golfie with Remax Escarpment, the Golfie team Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamperin and Phil Golfie. Welcome aboard once again. A host of topics to get to today, including Rico penalizing a realtor for selling a home to two different people, in essence. Yes. Uh, we'll also get to uh, what happens if you do change your mind. Can you get your deposit back? We'll also talk about how to make your home stand out in a competitive market. And Philip has a story about uh, gifts from clients. We'll get into that a little later on in the program. But let's start off with, well, number one, if you want to sell your house or you're in the market to buy a house, call the Golfie team, 905-575-7700. Online, robgolfie.com is the website. That's Rob G O L. FI.com. They're all over social media, taking it over, in fact. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, search out Rob Golfie and download the Hamilton. If you haven't done so already, you can find it wherever you get your favorite podcasts. February, you know, the temperatures were kind of cold here and there. The real estate market in Hamilton, Burlington, however, was red hot. What was happening? It's, and I mean, you predicted yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I tell everybody uh, this is the month. That you should put your house on the market, and we still got another month. This is the month of March. This is it, eh? This is it, guys. Don't wait for those spring flowers. I'm telling you, it's going to cost you thousands of dollars. And uh, and, it, and the stats show it. I'm going to get to it, but I'm going to give you a story, Rick. That uh, and I think we talked about this on uh, Lampman, right, uh, uh, Phil, with uh, the one house that we struggled, and then the other house we listed. Yeah. So last year we had a house on Lampman. Okay. And we struggled Lamb with Lamb and Drive in Grimsby. Yeah. Okay. And we had that house listed and we started I think at 900 and it struggled but eight any, seven, yeah, went to 879. 879 we got 864. And it, it was a struggle selling this house. I mean, it was a little different but not that much different. Four or five houses down the street. We list similar house similar size house uh w- but with a finished basement, okay? That's the only difference, hmm. finished basement. So, uh we told our client uh, we took pictures last year, last summer for this house. We told our client, list it mid to the end of February to get ready for the March. So we did. We got 927000 oh. There's almost a $50,000, over a $50,000 difference, Rick, from last year to this year. Same street, similar size house on everything. So everybody, I even if you're thinking about putting your house on the market, do it now. Don't worry. You know, you want to get this done, get that done. I'm going to tell you. Uh, you will uh, make more money in your pocket by putting it on the market right now. And, and, the, and the stats show it. We've got the February stats right here. It shows it. And March is going to be just as strong. But remember, in, in, in 2017, Rick, uh, middle, of Feb- middle of April to the end of April, that's when the market turned. Mm-hmm. It turned. It, right. it, it stopped. So, guys, you, you guys want top dollar? Give us a call. We'll get your house on the market fast because we've got all the resources to get your house ready to go. So anyway, Rick, you want to get to the stats? Well, before I get to that, I do have another question <laughs> sure. about uh, if you're on the fence and you're kind of, mm, do I sell now? Do I hold on a little bit? 
a free home evaluation may be the way to go just to kind of open your eyes. It is. But the, the, the thing is, the price I'm going to give you today may not be the same price I'm going to give you two sure. months from now. Yeah. So so be prepared for that. Uh, the market's hot. Just uh, take advantage of it. And it's the same thing like 2017. So if, if somebody's got their house up for sale for 650 and they end up getting 700 on a certain street, you may end up putting your house up two months from now thinking that you're going to get 700 but you may only get maybe six and a quarter. So people... Uh, I, was at, I, was, I was at an evaluation last night. Okay. And, and this gentleman had brought up he hasn't he, he he had his house on the market in 2017 had his house on the market in 2018 and he still hasn't sold and one of the questions was you know i said he goes what do you think i said you got to get on the market right now like this is the time to get on and he goes i had this exact same conversation with my realtor back in 2017 and we've talked about it on the show before where it was like somebody shut the tap off. Yes. It was the Easter long weekend. Yeah. Lights and, switch and, went and, off. And, and immediately it's like we, we're looking at each other and like our calls are way down. It's like somebody completely shut the tap off the market. He he talked about this. And I, I immediately said, I go, it was the Easter long weekend. And he goes, you're exactly right. Because what had happened is his agent told him to wait. Told him to wait till April and May. Wow. And listen, April and May. And I go, if I was sitting at that table like I am right now with you right now, I would have said we need to get on the market right now. So... We had this exact same conversation. We're putting his house up on Wednesday on Bigger Crescent and hmm. Grimsby because of because of that specific reason alone. And, and and the hard thing about this when you're sitting there with the client and you want to put the house up for sale, you tell them you got to do it right now. But but it's here's not the a thing. tactic. It's not no. a tactic trying to get the house on the market. We're but telling when, you the market is hot. Do it now. But when we have those conversations in November and December, we're not saying right now. We're saying how much time do you have? What's your timeline? Right, and right. if you can wait, wait till the end of January, beginning of February. Right. Yeah. Wait till March if you can. And those are the conversations that we have. And and, you know, in the last months of the year, we're not saying now, now, now. So unfortunately, some people, you know, given their timelines, they need to listen in those markets. Well, and it's not a, a difference in terms of price. But when we when we're having those meetings, we're saying if you can wait until January, February, March, wait, wait. Strike while the arm. Yeah. Right? Like the one on Lantman. It was, it's the golfy textbook play. We told them, hey, take pictures. Last year in the summer, we said put it on the market sometime to the middle of the end of February. Mm-hmm. Boom, you're going to get top the dollar. The thing about and this one, yeah, I, I, I call it the six-month listing presentation. It's where you where you meet them and say, hey, what do you think I can do to upgrade the house to get more money? You know, how we plan on listing in, in, in January, February. What, what do you th- Great idea. What, what do you think the price is now today? What do you think it's going to be in January, February? So we, we had the what I call the six-month listing where we're constantly – preparing for this specific listing so that when we're ready to hit that specific date, we're, we're everything set up. Mm-hmm. Every little variable is accounted for. Every little detail has been paid attention to. So, so the house is in pristine shape condition. Everything matters. And, and this, we, we did everything from, from painting to painting the cabinets to, you know, picking out a bathroom light fixtures and countertops. Every little detail mattered. And, and, and it was so funny up until the closing date or up until the listing date, I said, I, I said, you know, eight ninety nine, eight ninety nine, eight ninety nine, and then when we went to go sign the papers, we had a conversation. And he goes, Phil, do you really think the price is eight ninety nine? And I said, probably not. I said we can push the market, but I said if we were to push the market and we don't get a reaction in the first five days to a week, I go, we got to come down to eight ninety nine because in the end, there's nothing wrong with your product. Your product is beautiful. It's what everybody wants. But it's going to be come down to the price, right? So what had happened is we listed at nine twenty four nine. We had five offers in the first weekend, and we sold for over asking price. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. That's yeah. 
So it worked out well. Timing. It's timing, yeah. everybody. So now is the time. I know what you what you were thinking in terms of if you were telling a client, "Hey, sell now. Now the time is uh, the time is now to sell." Their first thought would be, "Well, you just want a commission. You just want to sell the house." Exactly, now, right? and, it, and that's here, not the case. But here's I don't, the thing: I don't operate that. But way. But here's right. the thing: like we, it's not like we're just pulling it, you know, pulling it out of a thin air. And right. we're, you know, a lot of the times I'll go look at our past. 10 to 15 sales, okay? And I'll give them a story behind each and every single sale that we've done. I said, you know, this person listed on Lampman, and I'll bring up the Lampman deal and and how I I explain it on the radio today is how I I would explain it in a home evaluation. And then, you know, I'd go to another deal, and I'll I'll show them a consistent basis of the days on market are, are, are lower. Everyone's getting over asking, do you know if you price it right? So those two things combined, and, and, and you have the data and examples to back it up, it, it, it's the results are there mm-hmm. it's not it's yeah. not about us it's about it's about us helping our clients like it, you know what i mean it's 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 about it, us it's with our, our experience in the past and now in the future our like, you know we want to put our clients and our, our sellers in the best position to sell to get the most amount of money right anything beyond that it, it isn't our best interest that's that's what we're here to do mm-hmm. that's what that's what people call us to do that's what every Se- single day we wake up sell it fast for top dollar yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's a good model so, to have. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah. 905-575-7700, robgolfie.com is the website. If you have a question or a topic idea for the Golfie team that you would like us to touch on on a future program, that email address is questions at robgolfie.com. Again, questions at robgolfie.com. Let's get to the February statistics from the Realtors Association of Hamilton, Burlington. Uh, very impressive for the month of February. 998 homes were sold in February of 2020, up 30% over January, and up 25.5% over February of 2019. Average price, again, this is in Hamilton and Burlington, and obviously the, the, the region around it, uh, $646,000, which is up 4.5% from last month, and 15.5% from the same month in 2019. In Hamilton only, the average price now sits at $588,000. Unbelievable. Wow. Unbelievable. Days when on market. stop? You mentioned days on market. We'll get to that question in a minute. <laughs> I'll tell you when it's going to stop. Okay. But do you want to know now, or do you, well, you want to conti- continue? Let's go. That. Let's go to days on market. Yeah, let's days go to on days market. on market because that's much Stay juicier. Tuned in. That's much juicier <laughs> than days on market. Uh, days on market, phenomenal. From February 2019 in Hamilton, it was at 34.1. So 34 days on market. Uh, February 2020, 24 days on market. 10 fewer days on market. You look at Burlington, just about the same. In 2019 in February, the average days on market 27 days. Last month. So February 2020, 16.9, so about 17 days. So the market has shaved 10 days off the average days on market. Yeah, right. that so is, that's fast. a lot of days. They're moving fast, yeah. Uh, region by region or neighborhood by neighborhood. We won't get to all of them, but when you look at the Hamilton neighborhoods, Hamilton West, East, Center, and Mountain, all up in terms of sales from February to February and in terms of prices. Um, Hamilton West at 562,000, Hamilton East 454, Center 464, the Mountain 524, Ancaster sales are up as well. Price is up from 780 to 866, Stony Creek up also as well, 511 to 583, more sales in Stony Creek, Burlington tremendous gains there. The average sale price in Burlington was $683,000 in February of 2019, $839,000 in 2020 uh, last month and grimsby sales up as well price up as well so it's up 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 in february everywhere everywhere is up it uh and it just shows you this is the time of the year this is this is another moment and and and, and we're this is two in 
three years that we've had a, li like a, a little boom. This is like two market like in, in three years. Rick, unheard of. This has never happened in yeah. the past that I can see. So what I'm saying is people – Get your house on the market if you want top dollar. Don't don't say, well, I want to change this. I want to paint the house. It doesn't matter. People are going to paint your house anyway if you're going to uh, – once you sell it. <laughs> yeah. They're going to move in. And they're going to put their color in. But don't worry about it. But the thing is, it does stop. And and I can tell you, I think in 2016, it stopped at the end of May. 2017, it stopped in the middle of April. Mm -hmm. 2019, it stopped in uh, – I've missed 18, I think. Uh, 18, it was just a – a short little bit. But 19, it was just one month. Yeah. The month of March was the hot month. Yeah. Right now, this started in February, probably towards the second the second week, the first, second week of February. And it's going to continue. It'll continue through March, but we don't know. It's going to end in April sometime. So get your house on the market and you will do well on it. All right. Rico penalizing a realtor will tell you why. And a whole lot more still to come here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Homeward bound, I wish I was homeward bound. Home, when my thoughts are escaping home, when my music's playing home. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can call them anytime, whether you're buying or selling, 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Find them on Twitter and Instagram. The handle is at Rob Golfie. Like them on Facebook and subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast. Past episodes on robgolfie.com as well as 900chml.com. And if you have a question for the Golfie team or you have a topic that you would like us to tackle on a future program, send us an email, questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. Still to come, uh, Philip has a client story on a gift that he received. Don't spoil it, but it is uh, rather tasty. Or, or maybe it wasn't. Yeah. We'll ask him a little later on in the program. Uh, Rico penalizing a realtor for selling, basically selling a home to two different people. We'll get to that in a matter of minutes. But I wanted to ask you about this uh, mini boom that we're, we're, we're in right now. And you're thinking it's going to stop sometime in April. So the, the clock it, it, yeah. is ticking, right? Yeah, the clock is ticking. The clock is ticking. We don't know. It ends. I remember in 2016, it ended at, at the end of uh, May. So, so 1st of June. As soon as the 1st of June hit in 2016... We put three houses on the market. We were holding offers. Nothing. Wow. So we knew the market changed. We took those houses off the market, relisted them in a different format, and we sold them. So every every year has a different timeline. So we don't know when the end is going to be this year, mm -hmm. but we're in the middle of the storm right now. We're in the middle of the heart of the, uh, the boom. But this happens really quick. It, it's not that there's a couple of signs and then... No, it, you know, it's, all of a sudden it just bottoms stops. Up. Yeah. Rick, it, I don't know, like, it's like everybody, you know, uh, is on Facebook and say, okay, we're not buying anymore at this price, or, or and that's it. And it's just, it just stops. It's just the market right. gets fed up with it. And uh, in 2017, it, 
you know, the first-time buyers, they, they just stopped. And they, they got fed up with it because they were, they were losing out on m- multiple offers. And they, and they just said, we're not going to do this anymore. So, so a lot of those buyers now are probably coming back into the market. So they're, they're all rushing in again. Right. And they're going, what's going on? Why are we going through this again? So, and, and, and they figured the market would change, change, change. Everybody's thinking the market's going to come down. The market will. So right now we're going to go for a little spike. And we're going to see it, the graphs at the end of this year. And then, and then it's going to settle back down to the normal levels. And uh, it, this it just, year might be an outlier year, right? With the, with the coronavirus. And and how that's going to affect the real estate market? Yeah. We can get into that in another show. It hasn't. Yeah. It hasn't yet. It hasn't no, yet. No. But I mean, in terms of, of yet, yet going, the going <laughs> yeah. and based off history and, and, and what the market's going to do, and, and from our experience, it's like it might be a little bit of an outlier year. Everybody, everybody Could needs be. a home to live in. So it's uh, either you're renting or uh, you own. Everybody needs a home to live right. in. So the, the commodities there. So for those who are in the market, and when the market does change, like it did, you know, in the middle of April, a couple of years yeah. ago, yeah. Uh, the experience of the golfy team, and we've talked about this on the show before, is when things do change. You're quick to react. You're thinking about we change. We totally change how we market the house. We totally change everything, and and we actually know it before the general. A lot of realtors know it because we hold a good inventory of inventory of listings, so we we can react quicker. So if somebody like so, if, let's say for an agent that he only has one or two listings, he doesn't know if it's the house is overpriced or it's the market. He just he 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 will not know that right. until the following month or the month and a half down the road, he'll realize oh the stats came out that the mar- the market's changed. We know when the market's changing immediately, that week immediately. Yeah. So we can react to it so that our clients do not get affected and find out 6 weeks later that oh, that's why that happened. We we still can you know, um uh recoup and, and and still try to get that top dollar for them while we're on the tail end of, of a market change. Mm-hmm. And for anybody listening who's thinking, yeah, right, you, you can't predict the future. So there's three instances in which we can point to. Number one was back in 2017, in early April, you said, hey, a change is coming. It's going to be about the Easter weekend. Yeah. You know, watch out. Yeah. Uh, last year in February, you predicted uh, the average sale price towards the end of the year, yeah. and you're off by $350. This was, you know, 11 months in advance. Yeah. And this year, you know, just a few weeks ago, saying, hey, the spike is coming, and here we are. Yeah. I, I really don't. I Rick, I know I my know. stuff. Can you uh, hey, He wants you to keep on going. He, he, he <laughs> didn't want to get in there and start <laughs> talking. He's like, what else What else do you have that, for that me? That was it. That was that it. Was, That's he, it. I was going to say, There was wow. a pause. There was a slight pause before uh, he started talking. Uh, uh, he, didn't want, he, he wanted you to keep on going. He's like, keep on, keep on telling me more, What else? What else? I was going to say, can you supply me with some lottery numbers yeah, so I can go, go to my load of lot- lottery yeah, office yeah. and cash in? Uh, let's talk about RICO, which um, yeah, the Real Estate Council of Ontario, which basically uh, m- ensures that realtors and real estate agents uh, follow the rules. Right. And uh, in-, in a case that uh, you've supplied here, and we don't have to mention any names, just the scenario, which obviously happens in this province, is that a realtor... Uh, met with uh, two prospective buyers who were interested in a property, uh, and one had agreed to purchase this property and said, yeah, we're going to have a deposit. Uh, Here's the purchase price. Let's go forward, uh, because they were battling with another prospective purchaser. At the end of the day, uh, purchaser B had agreed to purchase the property, but the next morning said, yeah, you know what? We're not going to go through with it. So now this realtor goes back to the other party to say, hey, are you still interested? Can we move ahead? Uh, and obviously, Rico has said, no, this is a, a big no-no. So what, what happened here was... First, let's go back to the date. No. The yeah. date's important here. Why is so the date important? So this just came out 
this just came out. Just got this just came out for public release. This is from 2017. Yes. Right. So this is exactly the market that we're in now. Yes. From 2017. Multiple offers. So this finally yeah. got set. So okay. So when we go back to this and, and look at 2017 as a whole, that was our first introduction to to situations of multiple offers. Right. Nobody really had experienced how to deal with it. How to how to you know Especially navigate to that it, degree, right? To, yeah, because it was we were so new to it that that after that's when that's when you know we started having training sessions on how to deal with multiple offers, what you're supposed to do, how you're supposed to notify people. Right. We a, a lot of people were very new and green to it, and this wasn't the only situation of of this recall complaint. There was tons and tons and tons of people feeling like they were you know you know unethical or or whatever or or however which way you want to put it. Mm-hmm. But this was a situation. And there's a lot of situations where where realtors were in positions where they're getting pressure from outside realtors and and clients and and you know things were moving so fast that you know sometimes the decision making process there wasn't a process it's you had to act right away and you had to act quickly and you had to act now yeah. which resulted in then somebody maybe taking a step back away from the situation such as Rico getting all the details over the course of what two and a half three years mm-hmm. going through all their fines and saying hey listen you were wrong but sometimes. These decisions come in one single night, where you were, you know, people sometimes. And I'm not and that's coming. I'm not coming up with yeah. an excuse. I'm not saying that they what they did so, was wrong and what they. But I think, you know, they didn't have the actual. Sometimes people don't mean to, and sometimes realtors up there they don't. You know, they're they're trying to they're trying to act in the best interest of their client, and, and things are moving fast, and right. and there's there's all this exterior pressure and, and in, all this noise that that they're in a bind and they need to make a decision, but maybe. They should you know, have called somebody with experience yeah. to make that decision, or 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 maybe if you just take a little bit more time and let things play out, you know that it, it's just. So, I'm just saying, there's a lot of exterior motives, um, but but it's good. First things first, it's good that we have you know so, Rico in place to, to be able to protect everyone. So so Rick, what happened here was um, they they get an offer in the afternoon, mm-hmm. and uh, so the first offer comes in. Then, and the first offer is like eight hundred ninety something thousand. Yeah. So the second, another, another, somebody else wants to put another offer in. Okay. So they uh, they submit it. So they deal with the offer um, that night. They accept one offer, the highest offer, yep. and it was I think forty or forty five thousand dollar deposit. Yes. So they accept it, and I think the next morning, the next morning, that first the the offer that was accepted said, oh, they changed their mind, yep. so they're not going to submit a deposit. Right. Right, so it's not a it's not a deal unless you have a deposit. So and now the agent's going, oh my god! So he is going to he's trying to save the deal now. He's trying yeah. to save the deal. He's it's, a, it's actually a woman. Oh, it's a woman. That's matters, right. That's but... right. It's a woman. <laughs> That's right. So she goes to the second offer, the right. second buyer, and say, hey, do you want this? And they go, yes, we still want it. So she sells it to them. But what she didn't do was on the second offer, she should have put a clause in there, being released. From a, a, a prior agreement of purchase and sale, so the first buyers still have the right. They could come in any time. They could change their mind yeah, right. back again. Right. This happened to me. Yeah. Well, this happened to Jeff too. So what happened was, the second offer was accepted, and they're ready to put their deposit. But guess what? The first buyer changed their mind again. And said, "Listen, we are going to go with this deal." <laughs> so he sold this house to two people. Twice. Yeah, basically. He sold it to two people. So now. Who gets who gets this house? So he's in the real jam. Yeah, and then I think he gets both of them to sign a mutual release. Yes. I think it was. So now the buyer, the seller's got no buyer yeah. now. So it was just a, it was a yeah. disaster. Yeah. So th- there was no. So this person obviously didn't have enough experience to deal with this situation. But right. but and, and, and that's and that's, that's and that's where where they went wrong is is there's a clause that 
and and we see it with like we're using a lot of a lot of jargon and legalese for maybe the average person who doesn't maybe sells one or two you know what I mean has whatever but the, a lot of the realtors will understand this the second person should have had an offer or a clause that says being released from a prior agreement of purchase and sale which would then allow the initial buyer that 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 second deal isn't firm and binding until they get released from the first mm -hmm. one okay so my experience was was the exact same way you know which house I'm going to talk this one's on Winston on Winston uh, Road. This, this was recently. Yeah. This was recently. Yeah. The buyers came in over asking with a firm offer, accepted, signed and accepted. Okay. The next day I get a message from the realtor and says, Phil, my buyers are will not be submitting a deposit check. They're backing out of the deal. Okay. That text and that message is not good enough to be completely released from the from from the deal. So what I did is I immediately went back to all the other agents, right? And and I said, Hey, listen. I think this deal is going to fall apart. If you guys are interested, you can you can conti either continue to show it or or submit an offer. Okay, by four. So that that happened the morning. By four o'clock, he sends me a new a new message saying, "Phil, my buyers have changed their mind. They will be submitting the deposit check. Wow. They will be going through with the this. deal." Wait, really flip flop. Right? I remember this deal. So, yeah. so I. That that whole day felt like the longest day because <laughs> I, I'm shuffling around between calls yeah. well, and, 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 and I, I'm telling these other people saying, hey, this house is available, this house is available. And now it's but, not available. But now it's not, but now it's not available. Wow. So so now this buyer so, – so I didn't accept any other offers, right? I was in, I was in a limbo. I, I didn't know what to – like it's not I didn't know what to do, but I just I, – I needed time to see where it was going to play out, mm -hmm. right? Because I, I, I had an inkling that this buyer was still going to firm up. Like a part of me felt that they would, right? So anyways, long story short, they deliver the deposit check, they firm up. Now I have to go back to everybody <laughs> everybody else who I told earlier that day that and this was deal available. was going to fall apart and it was going to become available that it wasn't. So now, you know, everybody was upset with me, but behind the scenes I'm dealing with this other yeah, you're other, just the messenger. Right? Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's so just, it's the original so, first offer that we accepted that agent clients yeah. were making us So this go. is the exact same situation if yeah. I had accepted another offer. <laughs> You without, been in the without, same without, without, a without a clause, without a clause That's, being released from a prior yeah. agreement of purchase and sale, then he would have sold it to two people. Then we would have major would have, problems. I would have been, I would have been yeah. in, in Rico. And, and <laughs> yeah. I would have been, I would have been on the Golfie. radio show talking about myself, <laughs> trying to Phil defend Golfie. myself. Phil Golfie. But, but what I'm saying is, is you know that happens, right? In, in that fast moving market, people like you know the, the purchase price here was like eight hundred and seventy thousand, right? Yeah. yeah. You you got to walk. You know, in these fast moving markets, you got to walk in, look at the house. Decide if you're buying, literally decide if you're buying it before you leave the house. That's how fast the market's moving. All of a sudden, it's like you just put in an offer on an $870,000 house firm and you've, you've been in the house for 15 minutes. Right. It's easy to have buyer's remorse and it's easy to say, yeah. holy smokes, what what the heck did we just do? Mm -hmm. yeah. Is this the right thing to do? And and we've seen it where, where buyers well, back out of deals, not because of the home, not because of the style, not because of the inspection or financing, but, but just because it's like, are we, we doing? What do we just yeah, do? Yeah. What, what do we just do? So, Rick, I'll, I'll tell you a story that just happened like three days ago. We have a house for sale in Ancaster. Okay, so we have an offer on it, uh, full price offer, and uh, okay, now we get now we have somebody ourselves. Another agent has it. Now we have somebody ourselves. We met them. We we saw that they wanted the house. And they have a house to sell, but they, they went in with uh, just a condition on financing. So uh, Daniel uh, was was dealing with the, the seller there, and we submitted our offer. And I said to Daniel, "I'm going to be I'm going to be straight up and honest with you." Now, I we make more money when we sell it ourselves, right? But I said to Daniel, "I go, Daniel, our guy. Um, I go just to let you know." Uh, 
I think there's a little hesitation there that, that he could wake up tomorrow morning regretting buying this. Hmm. So I, I gave him that information, right? It's my due diligence to, to let him know, um, you know, because he's got to pick he's got to pick a buyer now, right? These offers were so close, so close. Uh, basically, uh, I said, I think you should go with the other offer, not with mine. This is my personal offer. I said, go with the other offer because it's more solid. They had more time to think about it and everything else. My buyer, he had to make a decision in three hours to buy a $800,000 house. Hmm. And I didn't want, I didn't, that, that could go back backwards on my, on, on our client sure. that has the house for sale. Yeah. So we took the other agent's offer. So, and, and that's, that's what ethics is. That's what ethics is. I mean, yeah, I could have took my offer, then it would have fell flat on my face and then we would have lost everything. So you have to be careful. It happened to an agent in, in Grimsby. She sold. So what, what happened there was we had uh, an offer on a house conditional till, let's say, 6 p.m. on Friday. Um, uh, one of the agents on our team could not get the paperwork ready uh, to, to fulfill that condition. I said, send an email saying that uh, to that agent saying that we uh, are removing conditions. Consider this as uh, now you can consider this as a firm and binding agreement. Mm-hmm. And then, but that agent didn't accept that. So she sold it to somebody else. Two minutes after we sent it, like we're talking the eleventh hour. Right. So she went and said to the other agent, "Hey, these guys didn't send me the paperwork, but we did send an email." And so he, she sold it to somebody else without having the clause being released from a prior agreement of purchase and sale. <laughs> Guess what? This house no, was sold to two people. Oh, jeez. And at the end of uh, after over about a year, year and a half of going through courts and all that kind of thing with lawyers, and then the sellers ended up not end up selling it because now it's tied up. Between two people. Wow. At the end of it, uh, uh, the first buyer, our original buyer, with the email that we sent, got the place. I'm sure the agent got fined severely through mm-hmm. through uh, Rico, and she probably got sued probably from the other uh, from the other buyer. Wow. Yeah. So you got to be very careful. You got you know be careful. I know there's agents that are just graduating and they're great. They're going to be great agents one day. But make sure they have a, a mentor that can help them uh, walk you through anything that uh, that when you're selling. Got to take another break. Still to come, we'll talk about uh, client gifts, that and more coming up here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax's Scartman Realty, the Golfie team. You can call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. And if you have a question for the Golfie team, send them an email. Questions at RobGolfie.com. Questions at RobGolfie.com. We will ask your question and provide an answer on a future 
Future program. All of our social media, Twitter and Instagram, the handle is at Rob Golfie, and you can like them on Facebook as well. Um, just back to this RICO decision, uh, basically this realtor selling a home to two different people, the fine is $3,000. doesn't seem like a whole it, heck it of a lot. It doesn't seem like a lot. Yeah, I thought it was kind of uh, low, uh, the fine. Uh, the uh, I, I guess... I don't know what happened there. She, you know, it, it, nobody ended up. I don't know what the home buyer must have got another offer after very close to that that amount. And I think that's probably it, probably it, played it was a part okay. in it. Yeah. But if if that homeowner lost thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars, trying to get it, another buyer, a third buyer in there, then there it, there could have been a you know more serious consequences hmm. there for that agent. Uh, I found a property that I like, and the seller has requested a deposit of fifty thousand dollars. If I change my mind. Can I get my deposit back? Is it that easy? It's not that easy <laughs> because you need a mutual release. So both parties, the seller and the buyer, have to agree on a, a mutual release, meaning that you – like, so let's say, for instance, um, you have a firm deal. It's it, if That's it's a firm deal. Yep. And um, you decide, now, you don't want to close this deal. Now, there's a $50,000 deposit. That – buyer may not get that deposit back. He can get sued, right? Right. So you have to come up with an agreement with, with that buyer, say, okay, well, I'll give you $25,000 back, but, and that'll mutually, you guys are, no, the, the, the seller can't sue the buyer. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what I don't like about this business is that if somebody doesn't close on a deal, you still need the signature of the buyer to sell it again. If you don't right. get that signature, so the buyer could say, nah, Ah, uh, you keep my fifty thousand for a year, but you can't sell that house because I may close right. in six months. So now you're handcuffed. So, yeah, so you, you are handcuffed. So this is a question we get with a lot of buyers, right? Especially first time buyers, and and you know we're we're going through the purchasing process and and we're putting offers in on properties, and and one of their main questions is, if I back out of this deal, do I get my deposit back? Which which this question mm-hmm. reads. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're if you're going to enter an agreement condition on finance and inspection, right? And something comes up in that, you know, whether you don't get the financing or something comes up in the inspection that you're not, you know, you're not happy with or the the clause is written in your sole and absolute discretion. So yeah, you get your deposit back. If you do not firm up on the property and you're still within that conditional period, yes, you do do get get your deposit back. You get it back within about five business days and then you can go use it again and, and purchase another property. So to answer that question, yes. Now, in the in the situations where you know the buyer firms up and and they've you know they're now the the agreement's unconditional and now they back out of the deal whether it's you know they don't close on it or or you know they 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 advise the other party that hey listen we're not going to be closing or whatever those are situations that get that that go to the next level they usually go to a legal level where where lawyers are sending letters across they're negotiating the deposit and 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 whatever mm-hmm. so that's you know very rarely for us in the amount of transactions we do we very rarely see that like i've yeah. i've had one or two situations where the buyer will just forfeit their deposit cuz they don't want to go along the situation of you know the pot- the potential of getting sued and in the end the seller still needs to sell the property right the seller still wants to sell the property they don't want to be binded through a lawsuit right, and, right, and connected yeah. to this lawsuit that's going to drag out that's going to cost you know a lot of money so so oftentimes you know a seller will ask me and say, "Phil, like, what do we do?" And I, I and you know, depending you depending on the situation, my advice would be just give you know, we'll try and negotiate to get to the deposit, right? If it's ten grand, we'll say, "Hey, listen, give us five grand for putting us through this. We'll give you your five, like, whatever, right?" Mm-hmm. But my advice is, let's just give them back, like, you know, 
let's let's get rid of this. Let's let's move on from this contract. Let's move on from this deal yeah. Yeah. and move on to the next one because. In the end, you can you can go through this legal battle about this deposit and 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 whatever. And sometimes it's more, right? A lot of time, you know, sometimes it's more fifty hundred k deposits. But we still need to sell the house. In the end, you still want want to sell the house, right? Right. So and especially just, in a time like this with a hot market, yeah, the longer you wait, exactly, the worse it's right. going to be. It's, it's, right. it's, 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 it's we're, we're in a hot market now, right now. now. We can put this house back up for sale and still get you know good money, a good amount of money. So so let's you know let's not go through this legal battle and. And, 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 and go down this road. Yeah. It's not worth it. So that's usually my advice to those people. Some I negotiated even additional deposit yeah. to get because they couldn't close on the deal. And their intentions were, but the banks changed their mind because they bought a hmm. big F10 truck or something yeah. like that <laughs> yeah. that has payments of nine hundred to a thousand dollars a month but more. A, a, every, but but yeah. yeah, I've negotiated. Listen, they've given a, a deposit. We want an, an additional five thousand dollars. Otherwise, they they risk of getting sued. They yeah. risk it. So people don't want to get sued. And I don't think it's the way to go because uh, lawyers win on everything when it comes to that. The, you know, the cost, you know, it's, like it, to, yeah. to, to the amount of money that you're going to put money. into that lawsuit for that deposit. It's for, not worth it. It's, yeah. not, it's not worth it. It's, no. it's not worth it. Try and negotiate on that deposit that's already within the trust account. Negotiate on that one. Don't get the lawyers involved. Try and come to a mutual agreement there. Yeah. Get the mutual release signed and move on to the sale. And that's that's my advice every single yeah. time. One more break here. When we come back, we'll talk about uh, gifts that clients give to, well, the golfy team. We have a story <laughs> that will relate to you when we come back here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Last go round here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. They're online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob G O L F I.com. Check them out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can call them anytime at 905 575 7700. That's 905 575 7700. Download the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, wherever you get your favorite podcast. Past episodes online at robgolfie.com and 900chml.com. So we've been teeing this up over the last, uh, well, number of minutes uh, throughout the show. Uh, client gifts. So you've sold a home. The client has had a great experience. Yeah. They want to treat you with something that is near and dear to their hearts. The, you know, thank you gift. Yeah. So you have a particular story you want to share. So whenever somebody makes their own type of something. By the way, before you start, <laughs> is th- is this a uh, is this a usual thing? Do you usually get gifts? Flowers, a card, yeah, whatever the case we, is? Yeah, we get the uh, uh, odd gift once in a, okay. uh, once in a while. I, it, it's actually, Clients are good to us. They're yeah, good to us. Yeah. Yeah. The, be- the best gift a client can give us is a referral and telling their friends and family about right. their positive sure. experience. That's that's always paying the best for. gift. We get, we get or, good or, money for their house. Yeah, They're really happy it's, for it's, that. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the best gift. So, but you got thrown somewhat of a curveball. 
Yeah. So 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 I was I was just away and um and this house this property firmed up while while we were away. So usually I like to you know when the property's firm or, or becoming firm, usually I like to do it in person, right? We're 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 in a digital age where everything's done over the internet. Mm-hmm. Usually I like to you know be there sitting at the table and it just creates that that you know that connection. Sure. So yeah. this happened while I was away. And uh, so I, I messaged him and I said, "Hey, listen, I want to come, you know, come see you guys and you know, congratulate you on the, on the sale of your home." And and you know, I just hadn't seen them yet. So I go over there, right? And and um, he wanted to have a drink with me. And and now I'm not a I'm not a Scotch drinker or a cognac <laughs> drinker. Like that stuff will blow my eye. Like it blows my head off. I right, can't right. I can't do it. So, you know, he wants to get out a get out a a, a bottle or or you know, and he he pours me a glass, right? Now I don't care who I'm sitting across. If it's a client and he's pouring me a drink, no, I don't care what it is. I'm going to drink it. It's like, right. I guess it's, it's, it's comparable to like when you're at your in-laws house and it's, you know, you're still new in the relationship mm-hmm. and whatever. Like, you know what I mean? No matter what you're, no matter what they're cooking or whatever, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to try it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm sitting here, right. And, and, and he's pouring me a glass and he gives me this whole spiel how, you know, he went to the South of France and he found this bottle and it has, it has all this history to it and, and whatever, right? So he pours me a glass and I drink it, right? This stuff is so strong. Like, <laughs> it, 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 I, I couldn't, I couldn't, and I'm trying, I'm trying to not to, you know, I'm just trying to get it down. Sure. Right? Yeah. And then he goes, well, it's my own. And he's telling me how it's his own and, and, and he, he wanted to give me a bottle, right? And so he brings it up and it's in a mason jar, right? <laughs> 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 so when way, you say he brings it up, so he's going into the basement. He went into the basement and grabbed and me grabbed, a bottle of well, this cognac that I can I, I <laughs> couldn't couldn't sure. even keep down. European for and sure. And he brings it up in a mason jar and it wow. just anything. I, I don't care what it is. Anything in a mason jar just has this little has a little you know little weird kind of feeling to right. it, right? It's just, well, unless it's jelly or jam. You know, it's no, it doesn't have a label. It's a weird <laughs> color and it's in a mason jar and he's giving it to me and I'm like. I you know I have no idea what's in it. Right. I have no idea what he made it with. I have I, but but him and I you know I'm drinking it at his kitchen table and I, and I, we're having a great that's time. So well, at least you got it's always good. Whether it's repaint, whether it's yeah, whether it's wine or or yeah. cognac <laughs> or homemade this or homemade that, it's I, it's like we taste it all and, oh, yeah. and we we I've have had, a good I've time with it. Give so. Me, uh, Capicola, you know, homemade. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, Capicola. I've, That's all right. I, I had uh, uh, another thing is uh, the cheeses. People want to give oh, the cheeses. Yeah. It's like every every time you go somewhere and, and anybody has something homemade, it's like they yeah. you need to have like you need right. to go home. But mine's I, you know what? mine's the best. Yeah. You need to go home. I won at this competition and this competition. <laughs> really? You see their awards. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I it's remember, so you know, funny. I remember one time I, I was going it. to uh, uh, a house and uh, and they had uh, coffee. And I guess Turkish coffee is very thick. Okay, like it's almost like uh, it's almost like you put half grains in a in a in a, in a cup and half water. Wow! And then you're drinking. So it's it. like a slushy. It's like it's like grainy <laughs> and and I'm like I'm drinking this stuff and I'm like I have to like this stuff because I, I, I have you sold I, the whole like you it. sold the home already? Like yeah. Oh no, no. Well, I I think I did sell the okay, home already. So you're so, okay. So, but I'm sitting there drinking this, and I'm not liking it. This wow. is like this is like probably coffee like the cowboy days, you know, right, I mean? like right, in right. the in the in the Midwest or yeah. whatever. But it's just sometimes we're we're and you don't want to make the person feel upset, and they're telling you about how great. This sure, they're so yeah. proud of it, right? Because it's, it's awesome. Their culture. Though, right? It's their culture, yeah, right? Yeah. So I'm drinking this. How's the how's the coffee? Great. Can, yeah. You know, and then and then they say, here, have another cup after. 
because you just wanted to down that fast, and then you, and then well, they pour you another one. You're like, oh, yeah, it's so, awesome. So you don't know how you to try. You get to try everything. It's, oh it's, yeah. You know, you you, yeah. you you get into the. You learn about people's different cultures, and uh, it's an opportunity to learn. Yeah. You know, I, had to, foods I had to. I had to eat drinks and, eat, and I had to eat whatever, a lot of right? stuff that I I really didn't want to <laughs> eat. But anyway, but well, it's good. I got it's a birthday. I got a funny birthday party story. Really quick. Okay, so so my client, same thing. I get back from vacation, and he goes, "Phil, come by around, uh, come by around three o'clock." I walk downstairs. It's this kid's Paw Patrol birthday party. I'm sitting in the middle of the birthday party with all these <laughs> little kids, kids running around. The whole family's there. I met, I meet everyone. I'm, you know, I'm singing "Happy Birthday." I'm having cake. It was hilarious. I just, I just came to say hi to my clients. I spent an hour and a half there. Wow. And, you know, drink a half a bottle of wine at, at some little eight-year-old's Paw Patrol birthday party. Is, Uncle, is Uncle, awesome. Phil, Uncle Phil on the Christmas card That's list? It. That's, it. That's, That's it. it. Guys, thanks for coming around. Great show today. And we are back next Saturday at 9 here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.